Welcome back to the Weekly Dish, where I think I just said a t-shirt slogan oh during the break. Oh my God, I have to put you guys in the middle of the break. We've kind of been laughing because we're just a little out of sorts this morning. I really thought I was coming <laughs> correct to the show, and I thought I was all buttoned up, and, and I just said, I'm sorry, you know, and Hanson just said <laughs> every other word out of my mouth this morning is a typo. <laughs> <laughs> so, here so, we are. I think it's perfect. Yes. Um, it is time for the top two an hour two. Giving the old one two. One two one two. And now the weekly dish presents top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two. All right, time of the show. We pick two things we love the most that we are kind of obsessed with. I'm just going to start with something that kind of ties back to gardening, which is. Otten Brothers. Oh, nice. <laughs> it is the local Otten Brothers store out in Long Lake. It is a independently owned garden store that has been there for so, so long. And I'm just going to tell you, of course, that our own Weekly Dishes own co-host, Jake Larson, is working there this summer. Oh, nice. But let me just tell you what. This is the thing. He is so happy to be working in a place where he's basically, you guys, lifting mulch and shoving boxes and bags of mulch and things into your car for you. But he said people are so... He is having the best time like interacting with people. And I think that that's one of those things, like it's a great opportunity to teach your kids about customer service. But And as a theater kid, he already has that. You know, he knows how to interact with people. Sure. But it's this one of those things where he's like, everyone is so excited about gardening and excited about things. And he has an opportunity to kind of, you know, be a customer service agent. And so I think that's one of the great things is they hire kids and they help support them in that you know, that that humble act of serving other people. So and it helps them just be employees, right? Yes. Your first jobs, you learn a lot. Yes. So if you're looking for mulch and you're in the Long Lake or no Western suburbs area and you see a giant child with a top knot, he's got a man bun going on. You know, that's the kid. That's the kid you want to seek the out. Kid. All right. Uh, I went to a new place for me yesterday called Moon Palace Books Yay! on Minnehaha. I love that place. It's adorable. Yeah. They, it's a bookstore. On the first level is a new bookstore. On the top level is used books. They also have pizza, beer, wine, and a beautiful outdoor patio. It used to be Harriet Brewing, didn't it? I feel like that's what was Harriet Brewing. I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Uh, is Moon Palace Books now, and they have um, the cafe is called the Geek Love Cafe, yes. and Geek Love was one of my favorite books I've ever read. Really? It's disturbing as heck, yeah. but yes, love that book. Um, I got a book there called What to Eat with What You Read, a guide for book clubs and other literary gatherings, where the they give you recipes that pair with books that you might be reading for your book club. Yeah. And it's just cute. And it's sweet. So I'm excited about that. And I was excited about shopping in a local bookstore, sitting down with my husband. They had these um, tables that they had Harlequin romance novel covers underneath glass was mm-hmm. the top tabletop. And it was really fun to look at those and just how cheesy those covers were. I love those. Hysterical. I collect that Pulp yeah. Fiction. I Hysterical. love those. Um, they also, by the way, have the Midtown <coughs> Farmer's Market there, and they are open already there today. You can find those, uh, guess who's there? 
it's those vegan donuts from the farmer's market thing. Oh, I like she's those there. vegan donuts. She's the brioche at, donuts. Yes. What do we call them? Box, band box. No, not band box. No, Dang they it. were. Bakery box. Bakery box donuts. Bakery box donuts. She's at the uh, the farmer's market that's at Moon Palace Books. So go. It's a really sweet spot. Yeah, go there. All right. My second one is actually, so I was at Second Harvest Heartland this week. And I got to um, sit through a beautiful lunch where they spoke about what their plans are for their new building up in Brooklyn Center Park, Park Center, Park Center. And they uh, their plan, you guys, it's it's far reaching and it is so good. And they are in the middle of they're kind of in the middle of their five year campaign raising situation, but they only have four million more dollars to go. And I know that sounds ridiculous when you say only four million, but when you're raising fifty eight two million dollars and you only have four left to go, that's a pretty astounding thing. What I want you to know about this campus is that they have bought this building and it's this amazing warehouse space that is nothing yet, but is in the middle of being transformed. And they are doing the the biggest part of this is the reason that they had to uh, leave the Golden Valley Center and, you know, they have the Maplewood Center still operating, yep. but because they didn't have enough cooler space mm-hmm. and because 60% of the food that they are now giving out and and bringing to the community is fresh. Yeah. And that is a massive change from the idea that the food that you give is just canned and boxed mm-hmm. and not fresh. And lean proteins and produce are the number one most nutritive uh food source and they have their what they're doing is expanding their capabilities of doing that. So with that in mind, I just want to say, obviously, Second Harvest Heartland has always been a place that we are, you know, supportive of and we love them. But also just letting to remind you that Stamp Out Hunger is happening today at your mailbox. And if you haven't, if you still have time before your mail, mail carrier comes, if you place a non-perishable uh, items in your bo- in your mailbox, your mail carrier will make sure it gets to the food bank. So this is part of the National Association of Mail, mail Carriers uh, for Stamp Out Hunger today. And it just is one of those great things. So it's an easy thing to do. Go put some cans or boxes in your mail. Mailbox. I like it. In your mailbox. Um, okay. My second top two in hour two is something I had at Moon Palace Books, which I've read about, I've heard about, but I'd never actually had it. Yeah. And it was fantastic. It is the Fair State Cooperative Roselle Hibiscus Sour oh, Beer. Oh, the Roselle thing. Really? You just had Roselle. I just did. Huh. And and I'm not a big sour beer person. So I was like, meh, I don't know. But I wanted something lighter. You know, sometimes I just don't want like a heavy beer. Yeah. And I didn't want wine. So I ordered it. It's really fantastic. It's sour, but not like pucker your face sour. Yeah. It's light. It feels lighter. It's rose colored. Yes. And it's beer, but it was delicious. I and I liked lots it. lots of friends who are drinking that by the bucket. Yeah. And they, <laughs> I remembered when it came out, they were like, yeah, women, it's kind of an introductory introduction for a lot of women that don't want the heavy beers. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, probably not. But it was great. I loved it. Yeah. No, Roselle is definitely a spring uh, to me, if you're going to be zipper. drinking, yeah, there's a and yeah, that's a lot of good stuff. Hey, by the way, stuff. shout out to Scott Pampu who won oh, the uh, yes! Cochon uh, title this this uh, last the weekend. The Pampoozle is uh, is the Prince of Pork locally. So if he gets to go, he gets to go to nationals and then compete to see if he can become the king of pork and follow in our local footsteps. It's kind of a corner table three, Pete. If you think about it, like you know, obviously Thomas Bamer won the first one. And then Karen Tomlinson won last year, both of Corner Table. And, of course, Corner Table was founded by Scott Pampu. 
Yes. So it's a weird little thing. And it's, he's been You didn't go, did you? No. No. Okay. Sorry. Let's tell everyone why I didn't go. I don't know why. Oh, Stephanie, the day of rest is Sunday. And I'm sorry if you invite me to things during the week that happen on a Sunday, I always say yes, because my eyes are bigger than my stomach and I want to do everything. Yeah. And then Sunday rolls around. And if your event starts at five o'clock on a Sunday, uh, yeah, sorry. Really? It's really hard to get out of the sweatpants and get motivated. I and I would I agree with you for sure. I just think for 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 Koshon I would have gone. I know because it's such a cool event. But and we had people on. We talked about it. Um, he did say it was funny. Apparently, remember I wrote the thing about uh, Yia Vang, yes, who was also competing. Yes, <laughs> I was talking from Union to, Kitchen. Yeah, from Union Kitchen, and I was talking with Pampu later, and he was saying that it was funny how like they kept reading. He kept talking about my article. On the microphone, you know, Brady, the lead guy. And he was like, all right, we all get it. We all love Yeah, <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> stop with, like, the swaying the audience thing. But, That's of course, funny. it didn't obviously do. It didn't couldn't beat that church basement sandwich, which I've heard a lot about. And I think that Four Bells, while they're gearing up for their Mother's Day stuff tomorrow, obviously, they are going to feature some of the dishes, you know, in uh, in the restaurant. Four Bells has had a few chefs. Scott Pampu is helming the kitchen now. I would say... Give it a give it another look. See, yeah. Well, his fried chicken is back, and it's really, really delicious. It and, was delicious. Yeah, and so I mean, I don't know. It, it's uh, th- th- that place has a lot of, uh, you know, that rooftop is one of those great gathering spaces. Spectacular. So, yeah. All right, it. we're gonna come back and talk about some mushrooms when we come back to the weekly dish. You are listening to the weekly dish. <clears throat> we are here with our friend Mike, who is mushroom Mike, who is the. Forest Fork Mike and host of the Wild Food Fandango that's coming June 9th. <laughs> it is coming to the Keg and Case Market. You're not like the host, but... Uh, not personal. Organizer. <laughs> um, I also went to the Morel Feast last night that yes. you had at Hook and Ladder. It was my first time. I was a Morel virgin. Um, <laughs> You've had Morels before. I had had Morels before, but okay. never in this capacity where right. it was like multiple tastings of Morels. Right. Yeah. And I was surprised because they're not really up, are they? No, they're not. It's been a really difficult spring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just cold. Yeah, very cold. They're just starting. I'm starting to see a few photos now, and people that I know are just starting to find a few. But uh, yeah, it's been a very cold, slow start. So we can still expect them to be popping if they're, I mean, like, it's never like they're just not coming well, this year. Well, no, I mean, they'll come, but I, the funny part is, of course, I've been talking about this a lot with people, yeah. and there really isn't anything I can compare it to. It's such an odd, really odd year, just the pace of how we've heated up. Yeah. So my best guess is it'll be a shortened season. It'll, short it'll be season, a quick window. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of sad, because yeah. there was some great dishes last night from... Uh, morel masala that the folks at Gandhi Mahal yeah. did, which was delicious. The morel ice cream, which Jim um, Kinberg, Kinberg, Kinberg did, has yeah. done. And he's done that before, I think, he right? Has. He's kind it's, of known uh, for it. It's a crowd pleaser. Yeah. It well, really I mean, is. he was the first guy to do morel fast. He, he was. He said to say hi to you, by oh, the way. Oh, I love Jim. I know. That's what good. he told hey, me. Jim. But like, I mean, Bayport Cookery in its day, you know, one of those vanished restaurants we always yep. miss, they were the first ones to do these like feasts and the morel feast was always the Absolutely. first thing In that fact, that, you know, uh, Jim's morel festival, I don't know if he called it the festival, but yeah. but his yearly event, I mean, that was really kind of what got me thinking about, gee, why don't we have one? Yeah. Um, so he, great guy, and great ice cream, and people are always really surprised to, to learn that that ice cream is good. good. Like it tastes yeah. really good. They're it was like, super rich. Yeah. 
um, a delicious morel risotto from um, Ben and Evan Samuelson. Mm-hmm. And then um, Tommy Ben now from Butcher and Boar had a delicious beef with a demi-gloss and a pickled ramp. A ramp. A ramp. Stephanie, a ramp. <laughs> a ramp. Um, that was also delicious. Really fun event. And the Wild Food Fandango, is that like this kind of an event where you go from table to table sampling different wild foods? I mean, certainly in that sense, we'll have 15 chefs. uh, So people will queue up and be able to have an opportunity to taste each of those dishes and, of course, vote for their favorite. Yep. So it's a crowdsourcing uh, thing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really nobody's going to go home hungry. I mean, each bite is maybe three ounces or so. So you'll have a chance to really try all of them if you wish. Um, and what other kinds of wild foods will people be trying besides mushrooms? Yeah, so the, we cripes we have wild plants of various kinds, so fiddleheads and and the ramps, of course, and things like that. But things that people maybe aren't quite as aware of, things like miner's lettuce um, or um, you know, there's uh, wild onions and you know, there's a plethora of wild edible plants out there as well. Wild rice, uh, a lot of wild berries. Um, but I also don't like people to think, well, gee, is it all? just mushrooms and plants because I'm not a vegetarian. And the answer right. would be absolutely not. There will be, there will be meat included in many of these dishes. Uh, we like meat too. Um, uh-huh. But if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, um, there's certainly tons of options for you too. And it's going to be Sunday, June 9th from 1 to 9 at Kegging Case, right. which is a new spot for this event. Yes, the the number one food hall in the country. Yes. We're, we're, we're very pleased about that. It's going to be really exciting because we didn't have the venue open last year. So it'll right. be really nice to be on the grounds and... and uh, celebrating there and if you're a like jam band fan the big woo is playing yeah are you uh do you have some personal connection to the big woo i don't have a personal connection to the woo but part of the fun of doing these sorts of things is mm-hmm. you know when you're young you're like wouldn't it be cool if i could throw a big party and fight all the bands that i like and then you, you that's get kind to, of it you get right, to yeah. do that, right? Mm-hmm. so it's like well yeah well but we also have kind countries a really awesome up-and-coming bluegrass band that's getting a lot of attention and We'll be filming a live video, actually, a live cool. music video during that. So uh, a lot of really great bands, uh, Black River Review and uh, the May North and Joseph Hubner. So lots of great music along with the good food. How is the traffic at Keg and Case? Is it staying consistent as we get into, I was going to say the warmer months, but not quite. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely fun to because we haven't been through that full season yet. Right. So it's really fun yeah. for us to see it start to warm up and get the patio furniture out and right. see, see the actual outside green space take shape and right. take life. So everybody's very excited about it, yeah. And I've heard, or I guess I read that May 18th, there's a farmer's market coming. There is, and we'll be part of that as well, yeah. So, uh, and I think that's really going to be fun to have a, a, a new farmer's market uh, in the St. Paul area that's got uh, some some good parking access. And, yeah. And in uh, addition to what's, you know, right adjacent to you at Keg and Case, so it'd be a fun time for the whole family to come down and, and enjoy the morning. So let's talk quickly about some mushrooms, like because sure. you know it has been a wet year. So does that is that good for mushrooms? That's besides, good because that's usually when I think like if it's a soggy year, you're going to find more mushrooms. Right. Now puffballs are kind of the big thing that I always look for because they kind of happen around my area a right. lot, and they're good to you're good to like get a puffball and just eat it, right? Well, if it, if you cut the puffball open and it's snow white inside, then yeah. you're good to go. Okay. Yeah. Now, somebody was saying that she had a mushroom in her yard and she she kind of it was a little bit brown and she hit it with a stick and it puffed a sort of like a smoky thing yeah. happened to it and she said, "Am I going to get sick now?" 
Well, <laughs> and I said, I'm going to ask Mike. I don't know. That's a really interesting question. I mean, under 99.999% of circumstances, no. No. Um, I mean, what she's seeing is the puffball is old now, and those are the spores being released. Right. Um, but I was going to give you a quick story. A few years back, there were three teenagers in Michigan who somehow had heard that by snorting these spores <laughs> of a puffball, you would catch a tasty buzz. And <laughs> That was not a good idea because no. mushrooms, of course, love warm, yes. moist environments to grow in, which would be very similar to your lungs. Oh, um, yes. Um, so someone grew yeah, a mushroom unfortunately, in their lungs? Unfortunately, one of them died. <gasps> and, um, yeah, not a good thing to do. No. And, so, and by the way, you do oh. not catch a tasty buzz. No, so. there is no tasty buzz <laughs> right, off right. that. But there's what like, we walked through the woods story. and we hit, we hit some of those, you know, like weird little wood log mushrooms and they, sure. they puff out, you know, and yeah. they sort of do this stuff. You're helping nature. I, that's what I say. I'm always like, I'm helping propagate. <laughs> that's right. But I was like, but then I thought maybe we should stand back or downwind when that happens. Cause like, no, I was thinking about that too. Like, could you grow a mushroom in your nose? I in, don't know. In theory. I, you know, obviously <laughs> an extreme case like that, but yeah. uh, under you any could other grow one in your lung. They say too, if you are gathering morels to put them in a, mesh bag so that the spores can get out and repropagate. Wives is that tale. true? I call wives tail on you, that. You call, so do it you? doesn't matter. You can put them in a paper bag. No, or, I mean, by the time, yeah. num- number one, by the time you pick them, they've right. already sporulated yeah. for the most part. Um, but secondly, is that a you, word? Sporulated? I, I just made it up. Oh, you did? Because right? <laughs> I'm going to sporulate right now. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you for calling you, me we, on that. We absolutely <laughs> support making up words on this show. Uh, yeah, I'm the Don King of the mushroom world. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that it's um, uh, yeah, it, yeah. It's so okay. there, yeah. So it's so you don't need the mesh bag. You do not. I mean, if you think about it, wouldn't there be like Johnny Appleseed trails of morels all through the woods where people walk? If yes. that were true, but You're of right. course there's not. There's right. not. Right. Yeah. I know. That's oh, trying terrible. to get all logical on me over here. I'm <laughs> still struggling with the typo words. So you guys did a couple of weeks ago. You had a an event where you like talked about kinds of mushrooms and sort of talked about for people for identifying right, them. Yeah. You know, at Morrissey's and stuff. And I think that is always a key thing. Like I think a lot of people want to be foragers and they kind of go, "Hey, I'm going to go forage." And I saw some woman off my running trail like in the reeds and she's pulling them up and I'm like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "I think these are ramps." I'm like, "No, those are just reeds." <laughs> I'm like I was like she's going to like and I worry about that sort of fervor of like I'm going to forage and they're going to go and they're going to like like the thing with mushrooms is what's your advice for not becoming a dead forager? Yeah, well, of course, my first advice is to take one of our classes because yeah. they're a lot of fun and you'll learn a lot. But um, if you don't, you know, there's a number of mushrooms you can learn that are very pretty easy to learn yeah. and they don't have any toxic lookalikes. So even with a little online study, self-study, okay. find, a, find a couple of good books. You know, a person can begin on that journey, mm-hmm. but I think you make a really great point, which is it's becoming much more popular and people find themselves out in the woods a lot. Yeah. And and a woman like you're describing, although she certainly, I'm sure, means no harm. Right. Um, the reality is plants, for instance, is illegal to pick anywhere in the state of Minnesota unless right. it's your own private property. So mm-hmm. if you're out harvesting ramps on public land uh, and you get pinched. Um, they're not gonna. They're not gonna give you a pass on it. You're gonna get tagged. And there are state parks, I think, that are allowed that you're allowed to forage in. Right? Yeah, you, I mean, you can forage mushrooms for personal consumption. State parks, state forests, almost all the state land, federal forests. Uh, but plants, they take a very different yeah. look at. Yeah. Right? Hmm. 
So stop pulling up those. Do not weeds. pull up ramps. No, <laughs> I know, I know, it's true. But that's, watercress. Yeah, yes. I mean, well, I mean, grabbing my God. watercress out of the public landings. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I have. I mean, you got to do it. Well, I mean, you know, but we go on these walks, and I always think, you know, you never know like what something is, and I just am surprised by people who are willing to just take a bite of it. You know, I, I, I am too. I, I talk about that in my class often that it's kind of bizarre to me. Any other food group, yeah. people, you know, if you, if you had a spoiled steak in front of you, right, <laughs> and it was clearly spoiled and you were going to get ill from eating it, nobody would eat it. No. But for some reason, people look at a mushroom often and, and, and when they're getting into this, and they're like, uh, maybe, you know, maybe. I'm, I'm going to give it a try. I mean, <laughs> <You know? laughs> that'd be me. It's, it's, just, it's, it's, oh hor- it's, it's just horrible. And then they, then they wonder why it didn't taste. Everybody said these were really good. I didn't This is like horrible. Them. You're you know? like, right. yeah. Well, that's yeah, don't do that. Don't it's, do that. It's not worth it. Okay. All right. Well, do get tickets. Uh, for the Forest Forks Wild Food Fandango, June 9th. There is a link on our Facebook page. I also tweeted one out. Should be a great event, music, food, and lots of foraged goods. It's going to be big fun. Yeah. Big fun. All right. Thanks for coming on. We thanks, appreciate ladies, it. Thanks, ladies. You bet. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly yeah. Dish. We're going to take a little bit of a turn from mushrooms to talk about the best thing on the planet to put in your face, which is a good Juicy Burger. We've got Jim Byrne on the line. Are you there, Jim? I'm here. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming on. You are the mastermind behind the Twin Cities Burger Battle, and which is happening on May 18th at Harriet Island again. And I want to ask you a very important question. Why are we all so obsessed with burgers? That's a great question. Uh, everybody... <laughs> Did you think I was going to hand you a softball? No, you have to hit a big one out of the park. Yeah, they, uh, the best thing about, well, one, being from the Twin Cities, uh, we are one of the best burger towns in all of the country, I believe. And do I you really believe it? Do. I do, yeah. I lived in New York for a while. Um, there's some great restaurants out east, um, but coming back to the Twin Cities is, is really great, and, and we have some of the best burgers. We invented the Juicy Lucy, um, but I think the real reason why people love burgers is is, you know, a lot of restaurants have them. You can go to... Um, the dive bar down the road and get a good burger, but then you can also go to a, a steakhouse and they offer an awesome burger too. So it kind of hits all sides of the spectrum, and I think that's why everybody really loves them. Yeah, I do too. I think it's great. So now you have uh, you're you're the guy who launched the Twin Cities Burger Battle, uh, and we're is this the sixth year? Is that what I remember? This is the sixth year, and uh, you've been with us out there since year one. So you're, you're one of our, our biggest supporters, so we love it. Shocking no one. I love a burger. I mean, like, that's my Mother's Day dinner for sure. It's going to be a good double stack burger. But let's talk about what, I mean, like, what happens out there in Harriet Island, because it is such a, it's an insane event. Yeah, so we, um, like you said, we're in our sixth year. We've bounced around to a few different locations, but we've been at Harriet Island now for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, and what guests can expect uh, at the event is unlimited burgers, unlimited beers, and live music and entertainment and other activities um, on site. So you buy your ticket, you come in, you keep your wallet in your pocket, you don't have to pay for anything, and you can really eat as many burgers as you can possibly handle, and, and beers are included as well in the ticket price. Isn't that silly? Yum. And what is it, six, is it 60 bucks for the ticket? Yeah. 60 bucks. Yep. 60 bucks for the ticket. The event's from 5 p.m. to 8.30. So you got three and a half hours to, to do as much damage as you can. And to be clear, this is not like there's like four burgers or there's not like six, you know, like, oh, I have to go to this little teeny tiny sample stand. There are, I mean, what do we think? How many participants this year? 
So we have 22 restaurants right now, and each restaurant does, you know, an actual slider-sized burger, or they make a full burger and quarter it. So you're getting, I mean, if you were to hit 22 restaurants, you would essentially be eating, like, eight full burgers. Yeah. Wow. And you can go back and hit your favorite again. You know what I mean? Like. It's not like they give you like a tick that you have to like check off. You are you are free to eat whatever you can eat. Is my point. Um, yeah, so, you can have as many as you'd like. Yes, from any restaurant. And so last year, and you guys, here's the deal: it's a really fun time, and the burger restaurants really get into it, and they are super psyched because they are really competing for this really trophy. weird trophy with That's- a foam burger on top. <laughs> I've seen the trophy. <laughs> and it's a fun thing. So last year, uh, the judge's choice, uh, and I was there last year. Kaysen was not there, I think, last year, but like uh, Everson Griffith was there, and we had a bunch of other people there. We awarded the Suburban first choice last year, and that is a place out in Excelsior, and they're a woman-owned sports bar, and it's a really... I can't remember if theirs had the tater tots and the jalapenos on it. Maybe? I'm not sure. They had... Uh... No, I don't think they did. They, that was a that was one of the other top finishers. They had the um, it was a chimichurri. They had oh, chimichurri oh, yum. bacon. Yeah, um, I think they called it my chimney my churi was yes. the name of the burger. Right, and then second place McKinney Row. They had a big sloppy burger. I remember that was beautiful. And uh, Jelly Bean and Julia's, they had a great burger. So those were the judges' choice. But then the people's choice, they also get to vote. And so last year, B-52 Burgers and Brew were the ones who came away with the people's choice last year. I thought that was really great that there's always this nice sort of thing where the judges kind of all come together and we eat a bunch of stuff and talk it through. And then the general public gets to vote. So that's always fun. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's cool for the restaurants because a lot of um, you know, loyal customers to each restaurant will come to support their restaurants. Uh, you know, so they can they can vote for their favorite restaurant that you know if it's in their neighborhood or they frequent it. But also, guests can come and try burgers from places that you know maybe are on the other side of town that you've never been to. Um, so yeah, each guest gets a gets to cast their vote for their favorite, and then we do award in the top in the two categories: judges and people's choice. It's pretty great, and I mean honestly, you guys, the burgers come from uh, you know Golden Nugget competes. We've got uh, Peppers and Fries, The Nook, Boulevard, Oxcart is going to compete. I think this year. And Red Cow's there, Pat's Tap, Happy Gnome, Pub 819. Are they going to be out there? I don't know. They won one year, though. Uh, yeah. yeah, they were with they were with us last year. They weren't able to, do, to participate this year. Uh, but they have a class. They took second place. Uh, they took second place last year. So they yeah. Yeah. two years. Yeah. Um, but St. Paul uh, but yeah, Grill. We, go ahead. Yeah, we, we have a great lineup. We, um, we have a lot of returning restaurants from years past, but then also some new restaurants, which we're excited about. Uh, it'll be their first burger battle this year. A couple just to, off the top are the Copper Cow. Oh it's yeah. And getting rave reviews. They do, uh, they do a crazy deep fried burger, which I've seen. Um, Crooner's Supper Club will be with us this year as a new restaurant. Shorter Tall Eatery um, is also another new restaurant in town and they'll be with us. Umbra restaurant from, um, the canopy by Hilton Hotel downtown in the Mill District. Yeah, uh, will be with us as well. So cool to see some new faces in the crowd. But then also we have returning restaurants. Both of the winners from last year will be back, um, and then a couple of restaurants that have been with us for all six years will be back too. So it's a good, it's a good lineup this year for sure. And this is a rain or shine event, you guys. And this is one of those ones that you see people in. If it's it rained, I think last year, and people in ponchos. That's just the way it goes, and everyone is psyched. <laughs> Because it's like again, it's unlimited burgers and beer. So I I really don't care if it's raining. Not a hard sell. As long as I can have that. So 
So that's so tickets yeah, we, are still available. It's a 21 plus event, you guys, also as well. So don't think that you're going to drag your kids to this. Also, no dogs. But it also, the bigger thing that we should say is that it also, portion of the proceeds benefit the Sane F- Foundation, right? Yeah. So the Sane Foundation um, is a local youth development organization. They work to uh, empower kids, improve lives, and unite communities as their mission. Tony Sane started the foundation. Um, he's a Twin Cities guy. He played professional soccer for 15 years. Um, and he, they use, they use sports and mentoring and tutoring programs to help, um, the youth of the Twin Cities. And they've been doing this for 14 plus years now. And, and they have amazing programs and are doing awesome things. So we've partnered with them since year one and we make a donation every year. And, um, we're happy to, we're happy to partner with them again this year. That's so great. Okay. I'm going to ask you one more big picture question now. If you think about like, you've watched the, you know, the restaurants come up with all sorts of burgers and we've seen the burgers go from simple to crazy. They go embellishy, you know, there's all sorts of, you know, bells and whistles that get added, but then sometimes people go overboard. What do you think is the winning combination for getting a best burger nod? Yeah. So that's, it's honestly a really tricky question because we have seen, we have seen really simple burgers uh, win. And then we've also seen like complex peanut butter and jelly burgers, that kind of thing also win. So we had, a few years back, we had just a, a normal double cheeseburger, American cheese, no fancy toppings on it win. Yep. Uh, and then, like I said, the peanut butter and jelly burger or, or something a little bit crazier. So I would say, honestly, I think it, it's just about cooking it right, preparing it right. And whatever the whatever the creation is that, you, that you're cooking up, just so long as it's, you know, cooked right and, and presented right, I think is probably my best advice to the restaurants. Yeah, I would say that too. And I would say personally as a judge who's been around for a while, like do not put on hot sauce that's so hot that it burns out your face. I know it's like a good fun thing, but it's also one of those things where then your judges can't really taste anything. Like make sure that we can taste the burger with all the embellishments and fun stuff. If you can't taste the burger and all I taste is peanut butter, that's kind of silly. Yeah, definitely. I think that's I think that's the best advice that I can give for the restaurant. <laughs> All um, right. Well, awesome. So it's going to be a great afternoon, May eighteenth. We're going to put a link up on the show page, five p.m. to eight thirty, Harriet Island, and it's the Twin Cities Burger Battle. Thanks for coming on, Jim. Yeah, thank you both for having me. And Steph, we'll see you next week. Okay, sounds good. We'll be right back. We are the Weekly Dish, and it's been a fun show. A little bit of a hot mess, but you know, you know in general. Okay. Yeah, we've given out lots of exceptional content. I mean, for sure. Stephanie, you're a mom of lots of kids. I am. Are you excited about Mother's Day? You're just going to put your sweatpants yeah. on no, I told and you, get I'm in your garden? I'm going to run. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to run. I'm going to garden. I'm going to eat. That's it. I'm going to, I think, take a spinning class and then just kind of hang out for the day and yeah. then have some lamb at dinner time before the Game of Thrones. <sighs> Yeah. Only two more. I know. Are you dying? Um, Are you going to be sad? Are you going to have a hole in your heart? Yes. But I will say overall, the season has been kind of disappointing. <gasps> really? Yeah. I oh, interesting. But we'll see. Two left. Okay. Uh, I got to tell you, I dipped into Wine Country, the new Amy Poehler movie on Netflix last night. And is it good? I loved it. Oh, I mean, you did? Okay. I didn't finish it, and I don't want to give any spoilers because my internet crapped out on me. But uh, I will say I really, I read some reviews, which were not so flattering. 
And the thing is, I kind of, the funny part is I read some San Francisco Chronicle reviews about it. Yep. And they were all, I wanted to say to them, y'all are too close to the action. Like you actually expect this to be about wine country. None of us expect it to be about wine country. This is about like the girl dynamic, you know? And like, I think it is hysterical the way that they almost make it absolutely not about wine. Like they shun, like every time they go to a tasting room and the guy starts talking about like the Cabernet is the king of the land and the Chardonnay is the queen. They go, okay, great, thanks. And they turn away. (laughs) And it's just like, that's just a little piece of it. But it's, it is literally like, they don't, you know, it's not about the wine. It's about the women and their interactions and their personal lives and things you hold and things you really reveal. And I, it, I really liked it. Okay, I'm going to have to watch it. And it wasn't it. like hysterical office type. Yeah. Like, don't look for Leslie Nope. Amy Poehler actually plays this really cool, complex character. How I about just some really good movies? Like, don't you feel like sometimes, I don't know, like you have all these choices, right? Amazon Prime and Netflix and so many movies. It's like, what was that? Uh, 57 channels and nothing on was the dire straight song. Oh yeah. Now it's like 350 channels and all of this access to all these things. And it's just so like, (sighs) yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, for me, I don't really surf a lot. I don't have a lot of time to watch things. And so I don't, I don't have the ennui that everybody seems to have. And like the, like they sit there and they scroll through Netflix. I don't, do that yeah because i don't i get like last night i started that movie at 10 p.m because that was the time that i had to sit at the tv and so i kind of like i i feel like there's so much out there that i'm missing because yeah everybody else gets to hang out and watch stuff and i don't so i'm still a, a, like a wide-eyed puppy of like oh i'm gonna watch that <laughs> like the new uh, street food thing on netflix yeah that i'm excited for if i can find the time <laughs> to watch it <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um, tonight I'm going to see my mom sing, by the way. Yes. And I'm very excited because that's kind of this really awesome thing that I know is, you know, one of the, her passions is life is choral. And so we're going to the cathedral to listen to her sing. And I'm very excited about it. So nice. to me, like that's celebrating my mom. Yes. I know. Um, what are you going to do? You're just going to do stuff. I'm just going to do You're stuff. You're going to do spin class and stuff. I'm going to do some spin class. I'm going to have some lamb. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to find some greens at the farmer's market, whether it's ramps or ramps. something to make my lamb taste tasty. Good. Uh, if you want to head down to Sweetland Orchard. I love Sweetland Orchard. I know. Down that in. rhubarb uh, scrumpy. Yeah. Well, they are having a little party today and it turns out to be a great day for it. They're kind of doing the apple blossom thing. The apple blossoms are out. It smells great. Down at the orchard, they have uh, Tony Zaccardi bartending. Oh, I love him. Our buddy Tony. And uh, they're going to be putting Heggies into their new wood-fired oven. Oh, I like that. Isn't that a good idea? So let's just discuss for a second, because we're going to potentially go out to Valley Fair today and preview some new foods. Yes, Valley Fair is open. Is Sweetland Orchard near... No, like, could we just darn it? (laughs) We could just keep going on a road trip, our own wine country. I mean, we could wine country it like crazy in the Jeep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, no, potentially. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of great. There is a lot of great uh, vineyards, by the way, wine country vineyards. Like, I mean, there's a lot of great vineyards locally that you can go visit. We talked about Chancaska down in Casota. We did because they have a new tap room. They're, They're not only a winery, but they are also a distillery. So they have just opened a new cocktail room that is serviceable for both wine tasting and cocktail tasting. Wasn't that a smart idea? Yes. Uh, You and I both went to the Minneapolis Cider Company this week for the opening Mm -hmm. and had some, I thought, a really delicious raspberry cider. Yeah. 
Um, that's I feel like in they're the gonna Marcy Holmes neighborhood. I feel like they're gonna be they're gonna come into themselves. I feel like they're still a little fresh, to be honest with you. Like they're just young in their production cycle. So I think I'm excited to see what comes of what they do. Yes. Um, and it was really pretty inside there. They definitely. had really mid century modern furniture and it just looked beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Um, letting you know too that Esker Grove is opening their patio uh this oh. week. On Tuesday, they're doing a little party. They've got some good uh, music spinning and it's you know, it overlooks the sculpture garden. Is That's that kind a good of a nice place thing. to meet someone for a coffee? Um, I mean like a coffee, like in the morning? Yeah. Um, I don't know if their patio is open. Okay. I don't I- know. Um, I mean, I think they do uh, lunch. I don't know about the coffee. Do you thing. ever go to Parallel on Holden yeah, Street? That's where over my daughter's by the getting farmers married. Market. Oh, she's going to get married in that room. They yeah. have some really tasty little lunch sandwiches over there. Do they? Yes. Yeah. Very tasty lunch sandwiches. Um, just quickly back at that Esker Grove, I want to make sure people know there's five dollar drink specials on Tuesday. Oh heck, yeah. And then $5 good drink and food specials. That's what I wanted to make sure to mention Heck that. yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, also, you know that the East Side Co-op plant sale is happening this weekend. So if you're looking for seedlings and you're looking for things, there's the East Side Co-op. Uh, they'll be doing it all weekend. I know that the Big Friends plant sale was at the, far, at the State Fair. It's at Fair. the State Fair this weekend. Yeah, that's the big one, obviously. But I don't know, that is I don't know how I feel about that. a fantastic place to yeah. shop. Really? It's fantastic. I've never been to the big one because I usually end up going west into the farms out west to find my stuff. It's a little complicated. You need a couple of people. Yeah. But it's fantastic in terms of pricing, quality of plants. Really, they do a great job. That's good. Yeah. That's really nice. The chives are up. Oh, I ate my chives in my ramen last night. Yeah. I've been just snipping my chives that I just planted on the side of my house because I'm in a townhome now. So I have like weird garden. All the gardening is going to be happening up at the cabin. But Mm -hmm. Nothing like those fresh chives. No, so I, but you can container garden. Like you need to just do the things that you like your kitchen garden. You need to have that. Except for stuff, I'm not home a lot, yeah. so things in containers have to be watered a lot. Yeah, and then I have to rely on my neighbors. Oh, I'm I'm making things that can go ten days without water. You, there are some little. You know, little watering things yeah. that you might be able to figure out. I just, I couldn't live without like basil and, you know, all the other herbs that I plant. Yes. And those are just in containers. I mean, as much as I plant the garden at the foot of the hill, I don't want to run down for basil from no. my kitchen every time. And you can pull those in and out too. So if you're yeah. going out of town, you can just pull the pot in. Yeah. And actually my mom has come over and picked up, you know, she's like, or I've taken her basil while she's out of town. She just brings her pot over and sits it by my pot. And then I water everybody's. Yeah. So that's always good. Oh, I love it. Hey, Minnesota Nice Cream is open where we were. We did our little yes. Afogato uh, podcast. It is now open in Stillwater. So this is today is her big first day in Stillwater in the old Wedge and Wheel shop. Uh, let's be clear. Scratch and sniff wallpaper. I just that's fantastic. Isn't that fantastic? I love the fact that she wants to make it as just joyful and creative and crazy as possible. And that's let's so just Willy that Wonka. With, it's so Willy Wonka. To scratch and sniff wallpaper. Yeah, don't lick it, but do sniff it. I could lick it. <laughs> That would be something I would totally do, too. I know. Um, uh, let's see what else. I just want to make sure we got everything. Also open, the Minnesota largest candy store is open <gasps> for the season. So if you're feeling the need for the big yellow barn, head out that way. That is so fun. Bread and Pickle, also open. 
So that's a good thing. Mm, Sandcastle opened yep, last weekend. They opened last weekend. All the farmers markets are open now, aren't they? Pretty much. I think we have Linden Case opens next week. Yeah, Linden Hills, I believe, opens next week too. A couple of them are kind of, you know, they kind of thread it a little bit more towards June, especially like Mike was saying, because it's been such a cold yes, beginning. Ma'am. So it's a little bit harder. Uh, quick question: Inexpensive restaurant near the U for a graduation dinner for thirteen. Um, There's kids. Near the U, I mean, Cafe 421 is always kind of our big favorite, right? I would say also Pagoda, which is an awesome, like, you can get all kinds of good Asian food at Pagoda. Tea Garden? Tea Garden would be great, too. Yeah, with Szechuan. those big, uh, what are the Lazy Susan tables? Hey, the, ki- the ladies are out at the uh, Minnetonka General Store. Go see them. See the shop girls. Okay, we'll see you soon. Ciao, ciao.